Hey everybody, I'm Lauren Hicks, and this is episode 151 of the 5-Minute Discipleship Podcast. Hi there, friends. Welcome back for another episode. You know, today is a great day for you and I to pursue a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me encourage you today to be in God's Word and to give time to prayer. There really is no substitute for the basics. I pray this podcast continues to inspire you to follow Jesus. Today on the podcast, we are talking about a biblical perspective of money. I remember reading about a family in Charleston, North Carolina, who were the winners of what was at the time the largest lottery jackpot in United States history. Sometime after they had won the $314.9 million ticket that thrust their family into the public spotlight, the wife told reporters, we've had so much trouble because of this lottery. I wish all of this would have never happened. I wish I would have torn the ticket up. Wow. Well, money is something that most of us would like to have more of. It's sure easy to buy into the lie that money will solve all of our problems or that it would simply make us happier. Now, there's nothing wrong with having money, but we must make sure that money doesn't have us. We need a biblical perspective. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about materialism, possessions, and money. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Now, it's estimated that roughly 15% of everything Jesus said in the Gospels relates to the topics of money and possessions. That is more than his teaching on heaven and hell combined. And we might ask the question, why? Because there is a fundamental connection between our spiritual lives and how we think about and handle money. Listen to these numbers. In a Gallup poll, it was revealed that 64% of all couples argue over money issues and that money is the number one cause of divorce, with 54% of all divorces being over money issues. Another poll revealed that nearly 80% of all divorced couples between the ages of 20 and 30 list financial difficulty as the primary cause of their separation. Now, let me say it again. There is a fundamental connection between our spiritual lives and how we think about and handle money. So interesting verse of scripture in James chapter one, verses nine through 11, James says, the brother in humble circumstances ought to take pride in his high position, but the one who is rich should take pride in his low position because he will pass away like a wildflower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossoms fall and beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich man will fade away even while he goes about his business. We learn some things from these verses of Scripture. We learn that net worth does not equal personal worth. James calls for the poor to recognize that though they are poor in earthly wealth, they are valued by God. And he reminds the rich to live with humility because they should realize that it's all temporary and insignificant from the perspective of eternity. There is a temptation, though, to look upon those with money and wealth and position and to measure their personal worth accordingly. But this is not how we as Christians determine a person's value. We also learn in these verses that money does not equal security. James said, just like the flower fades, a rich man can fade away too. We cannot put our hope and trust in money, which can pass away. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 26, what good will it be for a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul? Or what can a man give? In exchange for his soul, we learn that no amount of money can bring us to a right standing with God. 
So what is a biblical perspective concerning money? Well, there is so much that we could talk about here, but let me give you three things quickly. First, we must trust that God will supply all of our needs. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 19 is a wonderful promise. It says, my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Second, we have to learn to be content in all circumstances. Paul talks about this in Philippians 4 as well. He says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And third, as we talk about a biblical perspective concerning money, we must, as Christians, show compassion and generosity. First John chapter 3, verse 17 says, If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need, but has no pity on him, how can the love of God be in him? And here's today's challenge. If you're like me, it's easy to think you are not impacted in a negative way by money or possessions. But today, let's ask God to search our hearts. Let's listen for his voice. Let God speak to you about money and possessions. He may want to speak to you about your emotions or the trust you put in money or how money is controlling you or your lack of generosity or any number of things. Today, let's seek to develop a biblical perspective of money. Hey, thanks again for joining me for today's episode. If this podcast is a blessing to you, I'd be so honored if you would hit the share button on your podcast app and share it on social media so others can learn about the podcast. Thanks so much, everybody. Hope you have a great day. And until next time, let's continue on our journey as followers of Jesus.